We see and think about our entire lives in terms of stories. That's because the way that our minds construct our realities are in the form of narratives. The reason that's really useful is because otherwise our waking everyday experience would just be us confused, kind of waking up in one moment and then another moment without any real context to our own lives and having a flow and a feeling of continuity to our lives, you know, in the shape of story is really what helps us build purpose, understand ourselves, you know, track how we've changed from the past into the future, build meaning and all these type of things. You know, if our brain did not think in terms of stories, then what would happen is we would just be at one moment, you know, uh, for example, an event would be having tea or coffee in the morning, right? So that's an experience. And if you look at it, then later, let's say you go to work after that, then you're there at work doing your work in an office somewhere. If you look at those two individual experiences, they're not connected in any way. They're just slices of moments in time. And you're existing in one moment in time doing one thing. And then at another moment in time, you're doing a totally separate thing. They have no relation to each other, really. But the story in your mind is that I got up and went to work today. It makes those two things, plus you know the travel of getting to your office, it makes those things feel connected. It puts them into a narrative so that you have that sense of flow and forward movement and context. What's interesting is that if you zoom out even further, you can see that like all of our experiences are just those little slices of moments in time. And that there's not real continuity to anything. There's just this present moment that you're experiencing. There's just awareness of what it is that's happening right now. And interestingly, it's later that whenever we look back at what we've experienced, that we then contextualize it all and create a narrative. And a lot of times, most times, that narrative is filled with inaccuracies. And also we forget a lot of the detail about what we experience. That's an interesting aspect of it as well. You know, it feels like we remember what our lives are and like what's happening and what our lives are building up to and, and all of that, but we forget so much detail and nuance and we forget so much about what we experience. And it's really because our mind is just trying to operate in a uh, as optima, optimal way as possible. So it doesn't remember everything. It wants to just kind of make sure that it kind of gets the gist of what it thinks we need at any given time. So it's interesting to consider the narratives that we think in because you know we also have the power of projection. We can come and often do, you know, we don't even have to do this. It just kind of happens as a natural function of our minds. We come up with these ideas about what will happen next or what could happen next in our lives. And that is really helpful because it helps us conceptualize, 
you know, goals and a path forward and you know, kind of imagine what our future, what our present could look like in the future. And it gives us the ability to take some actions to get there you know, today, hopefully, you know. So it's really valuable. Of course, it does come with some problems. And those problems can turn into very real issues. So one of those things, of course, is anxiety. You know, the moments whenever we feel anxiety the worst, it's not when we're actually in the midst of what we're experiencing that we think we're going to be anxious about. It's the time leading up to that event. So let's say that you are going to meet someone on a first date or something like that. And beforehand, you are feeling anxious because you don't know this person, you're feeling vulnerable, you're feeling more sensitive than usual. You have kind of some, a lot of different emotions flying around. And leading up to meeting them, you feel anxious, your mind is kind of swimming all over the place. But then when you get there and you start talking, you just kind of lock in to action. You pop into, you know, your your zone, your character, and, you know, who you are. And you just give yourself over to the experience and let kind of your natural self take over. And then you calm down and forget about the anxiety and then have a good time, hopefully. And, you know, this is how that works a lot of times. And we have these narratives and they create anxiety. They create self-limiting thoughts or self-doubts and all these type of things. But really, once we get to the actual experience, it's not as foreboding as it actually seemed. And, and often we'll just, you know, engage with that experience in a natural and organic way and everything's fine. And that's typically what happens. But it's the, it's the fear, it's the worry about, you know, if our worst case scenario mental narrative could come true, uh, what that might look like. And it, it really um, can be difficult. Um, and one of those things, it's, this is an interesting aspect of that, the narrativization of our minds is creating self-fulfilling prophecies. Now, this is something that we do pretty regularly and might not realize it. That's whenever you get a narrative in your mind about what could happen next and it makes you anxious or just not yourself, you get in your own way, whatever it may be. And then because of the clinging to the narrative in your mind, you end up bringing that reality into existence. And just to bust that down a little bit, like, let's say that you are about to go to a party and you're feeling a little anxious because you think, oh, there's a lot of people I don't know are there and, that, you know, I'm going to talk, gonna have to talk to people. That's always nerve wracking. Um, I hope that you know, I got to look nice, all this type of stuff. Just the general kind of social anxiety jitters that people can get. But if you, you know, if you're kind of in a, in a low energy mood or you're just you know short on sleep or you've just kind of had a rough go of it the anxiety about those things may be hitting you a little harder and so it is harder to let go of and you sort of can start really feeling that anxiety about 
you know, the potential of going to this party, like more and more and more. And so then whenever you get there, like that energy has risen so high in you that it's actually apparently affecting your behavior. Like it's one of those times where you don't click into action. You're still real stuck on that, uh, the projection of what could be. And then what happens is that because you are feeling those things, you aren't yourself. You know, you're not being authentic. You're being tight. You're sort of people pleasing. Maybe you're sort of just crowdsourcing your personality and nodding and smiling a lot. And people there can feel that. And so that's not a pleasurable you know, person to interact with. So they interact with you less. And then your fear of not being able to talk to anyone and feeling uncomfortable comes true, not because of who you are, but because of the story that you were clinging to in your mind that then you then brought that to life. Uh, by doing that. So that's how these self-fulfilling prophecies can work out. It's a very interesting thing and it's good to recognize them because once you experience them a few times in a variety of ways, you can start to believe like, oh, this, like everything I imagine, the negative that I imagine is going to be true. It is going to come into existence and that just snowballs and makes the whole thing worse. So the negative thing that you imagine isn't, it's rarely going to come true. If it's in a situation where it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy, you can work with that by taking a moment in the time whenever you're feeling the narrative really like pull at you, recognizing what's going on. So let's say that you're going to the party, right? So you stop and go, hold on a second. Like I have no information that's no real objective information that suggests that when I go to this party, no one's going to want to talk to me. I don't know who's going to be there. So I couldn't possibly know if the people there will want to engage with me or not. So first off, that's kind of doing a little distance thinking. You're zooming out a bit. You're looking at the situation a bit more objectively, realizing you don't have all the information and being able to create some space in your thoughts and in your mind. And then it's good to define what it is that you're feeling anxious about. You can say, so in this instance, you'd say, I'm nervous because I have to meet new people and I'm worried that I'll be standing there alone and you know it's, it'll be uncomfortable. And then you can just note how this makes you feel. It's like, oh, this is making me feel anxious. This is making me feel tense. And then you notice how it's making you act. So you can say, this is making me uptight. This is making me, you know, not able to speak in the relaxed and kind of open way that I normally do. It's changing my behavior. So the key is to break the feedback loop. So by defining what the situation is, how it's making you feel, how it's making you act, you're able to step out of this mental feedback loop that is creating a story and then you know, you're believing and letting the energy of that potential change and control how you feel. So by asking those questions to yourself, you're able to kind of step back, identify what's going on and step out of that feedback loop and start to release your attachment to that story by recognizing that's just a story. And then you're able to move on into the situation with a bit more 
comfort and just open-mindedness, just going, okay, I don't, I don't know who's going to be there. And really a mindset shift is everything because then you can say, you know, lean into your curiosity, lean into the potential for more, for goodness, as opposed to the potential for fear and look at it and say, oh, this would be great. I meet some new people, have some good conversation, have a few drinks, whatever, have a good time. And then you go in with that mindset and there are no, uh, you're not controlled by the anxiousness and the the negativity that you were dreaming up earlier, and this works in all you know all avenues of life. You know, we do these you know these self fulfilling prophecies. Uh, this happens all over the place. You know, it, in professional life and social life and relationships uh, with family members. I mean, it's it's pretty relentless, and so it's good to notice, pay attention to your mind, recognize when it's happening and then take the steps and step out of that feedback loop. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, everyone. Uh, as always, check me out on Hey Corey Allen on all the social platforms. Share the podcast with a friend, please, if you enjoyed it. Uh, rate the show if you like. Also, patreon.com slash Corey Allen. There's a lot of other solo podcasts and guided meditations and stuff like that. So until next time, my friends, much love. <laughs>